Welcome to Sustainably Influenced, the podcast hosted by me, Bianca Foley. And me, Charlotte Williams. In this podcast, we explore our efforts to making changes to our lifestyle as influencers, to live a more eco-conscious lifestyle, and hope that we can encourage you to make one small change. This isn't just a podcast for influencers. We want this to be a community of people who are trying to do their bit, where we can learn from one another and share our tips. So join in the conversation over on our Instagram, at Sustainably Influenced. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sustainably Influenced. You're here with Bianca and Charlotte. Uh, We are recording today in a slightly unconventional way. We are doing our podcast recording via Zoom because we are currently social distancing. So this episode is being recorded and I guess it's going out during a very troubling time in our history, I guess. So everybody's going through something a bit strange but um we just still wanted to put out an episode to make sure that I guess to give you a bit of entertainment something different a little bit of escapism away from all the very very horrible news out there so let's move on to talking about much nicer things how are you Charlotte I'm good I'm good I'm tired today um but I'm good how are you yeah I'm run ragged (laughs) considering I'm working from home I'm working longer hours I am doing more work than ever before and I am I mean this week's been awkward for me because it's a it's a busy period but um I will go back to learning to separate what my work day from my home day I think by next week again because it will die back down but other than that we're good yeah, we can't complain. Exactly. Uh, so this is our check-in episode. The last episode, we spoke to the RSPCA about litter, which was really interesting. Surprise! I found it surprisingly interesting. There's I did. Much you can talk about rubbish, but I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There's only so much you can talk about rubbish, but I think the impact on the environment for litter... Because even when you said to me, oh, we're going to do a litter episode, I was like, okay. I didn't quite get how it tied in. But when the ladies that we spoke to discussed everything and really broke it down, you can see the impact of everything that we do. And it, I guess the onus is on like production companies and large brands to make products that are A, recyclable. And then the responsibility then falls on us to not only be recycling products, but to make sure that we're disposing of things in the correct way because there is a greater impact on the entire ecosystem and animals and as a whole. Yeah, sorry, as we're talking, I'm <laughs> I love this. You guys can't see this, but we're doing <laughs> a video call Zoom, but I went really quiet for a second there because I just looked up. Charlotte's there applying face oil and giving us <laughs> a <hamper. laughs> I just realized I washed my face, but I didn't put any cream on it, so I'm really dry. <laughs> um, but yeah no to- that's exactly what um I totally agree I was definitely concentrating once you were talking um but yeah I thought it was really interesting how they they um talked about the different things that we do just as humans and how it affects the environment not just you know our like physical environment but the animals around it um and they said a lot of things like how cats were getting their heads caught in like baked Bin, uh, baked beans tins and things like that which is just very cute and funny but also really sad um, yeah I mean <laughs> and I like the fact that 
um, oh, I've forgotten her name. What was her name? Holly. Holly. That Holly said. Um, Holly said that she was like, "You do want to laugh," and it made me. It made me really laugh because I thought to myself, "It's so human of her to say it." Because you can see the other side of stuff, but it is really sad and really distressing to think that the fact that we're not chucking our rubbish away properly or we're yeah. not things in the correct way is causing this huge impact outside. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of foxes. We've got a load in my area. I love foxes. I still wouldn't want anything bad to happen to them, apart from the fact that when I'm walking my dogs and I'm there screaming obscenities at them, telling them where to go, I'm like, come on, come on, in the middle of the night. They are quite scary, actually. But I love, I'm just putting this out there to the world. I would love a domesticated fox. I would. I've also said for a very long time I'd like a pet pig. I'd like a micro pig. Not so much pigs. I'm not really into the micro pig phase. I had a friend who, well, a friend at school that had a micro pig. <laughs> I'd love one. Chihuahua. Get you a charity shop and we're going to get you a domesticated fox as a pet. That'd be great. If um, anyone's seen Prince, I mean... Yeah, Charlotte, he does look like a fox. He looks a bit foxy. He's a foxy yeah. little boy. <laughs> That's like this. This is so off topic. We will stop talking about this in a second. But whenever we walk past a fox at night time... They like look at each other, like they're they're friends, like they know each other, and then so they look across and kind of give each other the nod, like I see you. Yeah, <laughs> and then foxes just casually walk up to him. I have to like drag him away because he cries. He's like, he gets really upset. This is so random. I'm so sorry, everyone listening. But he, like we'll see a fox. The fox will just walk up, just stalk up to him, and then I'm putting him away, and he will cry like. A baby, which I've never heard before, apart from during this fox situation, and be like, ah, ah, because he wants to be with a fox. So I think in a past life he was actually a fox, or maybe he's half fox. We don't know. Um, I'm sitting here just cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> if you maybe we'll do a post on Prince, um, my dog on the feed, so you can just understand. Yeah, he did a takeover this week on yes, my Instagram account, and I don't know if she saved it. Um, if they saved it onto their highlights, but. He was amazing. He was actually, when I say he, it was me, but he was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, though, he is a funny boy just generally. He's yeah, he great. Is. But um, yeah, I guess so, like the RSPCA, if, if anybody at this time as well has any spare cash, it would be great. They are still working really hard to um, look after animals during this state. So you can still donate on their website, I believe. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. That is true. Um, who else did we speak to recently? We met with the, um, the lovely founder of Audacity. Oh my God, yeah. So that's what I've just put on. What did I just put on? The Pure Elements Acai Rose Serum Concentrate, Youthful Glow. Um, I just, that's what um, Bianca was laughing at me doing. Um, their products, I've tried all of them now. Oh my God. I'm always a bit funny, right? This is a real like influencer disclaimer here. I'm always a bit funny when I get approached by brands, like skincare brands, because I have quite sensitive skin and I don't really like to try skincare that isn't in my routine. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm really funny about it. And I say no to a lot of product because I just know, I know I won't use it, but there was something in my gut that said that we should, like go to their event and speak to them 
and I just don't know what it was. It was so weird, but I've tried so many of their products now and this isn't like a disclaimer. We're not being paid for this. I'm just telling you, I'm so impressed. Like I didn't. I want to try the baby pill. Yeah. So this is, it's a really interesting um, product. So it's, I'll read it to you. It's their bioactive rose gommage, pineapple and hyaluronic acid, baby soft pill. So it's, um, you can use it as a face mask or a gommage, which I've never heard of. It's like when it's in between a mask and a cream, and then you just like rub it off before it hardens. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's really good. Like you put it on, it dries quite quickly. And so you, the whole process isn't that long. Um, doesn't leave your skin, um, sorry, smelling it, doesn't leave your skin feeling like tight or anything. Okay. Yeah. It's sometimes quite- hyaluronic acid for me, I find I love it, but I have to be very careful how much I use really? because I get a little bit, um, not my skin becomes a little bit sensitive after because I've got sensitive skin as well. Um, and yeah, so I have to be careful. But if you say it, I can go off. Well, my skin's quite funny, I've, my skin doesn't like certain oils, but um, oh, hyaluronic love acid, it loves like it literally just like so, Soaks it up. yeah. Um, but I would definitely recommend this product. I've used it a few times now. My skin is awful because I haven't really been going outside. I was sick for like two weeks and that always makes your skin bad. And also I, <laughs> it was my birthday last week and my boyfriend bought me a giant cake from Lola's Cupcake. And I basically ate three quarters of it in the space of like three days. And my forehead was just like a giant pimple zone um so I'm now trying to do everything I can to get rid of these spots but yeah so I would say that and then another product that I like of theirs just before I move on is the I don't I genuinely don't know if it's doing anything but I really like the packaging so it's their baobab sarsaparilla serum concentrate for the eyes and basically it has a is this one it has um, a metal the rollerball rollerball and I have really puffy eyes every day when I wake up and it's freezing cold, even though I'm not keeping it in, not keeping it in the fridge. And I just roll it under my eyes and just the feeling is so nice. So I'm a really big fan of this. Um, yeah, I want to try that. And I think the one product that we both, you've used it though, haven't you? The um, soap bar. Yeah. So I, re- yeah, I guess that's not skincare. So I wasn't thinking about it, but the soap bar is really good. Again, I'm a bit funny about hair products because I yeah. basically work with most of the, pretty much all of the best hair care brands in the UK. No big deal. But, um, so I, yeah, I do a lot of hair care stuff and I have access to these brands. So I'm a bit funny about trying new ones, especially because my hair is quite sensitive. Um, but yeah, I was a really big fan of the soap bar. Something that's really cool is this, I know that you like this stat and maybe you wanted to say it, but I'm going to say it. The <laughs> one soap bar is the same as three plastic bottled shampoos. So you can get like 50 to 80 washes from the soap, soap bar, um, which means that you're not and it comes in like a cardboard box and then um like a wrap I don't know it was like it came in like a wrap um but 
by using this one soap bar, it means that you're not using three bottles. And then yeah. what's that around? How many bottles? Well, it's the soap bar is called the 552M or it's part yeah. of the in some way. And that is representative of 552 million shampoo bottles in bathrooms across the US. Like, I think it was last year, like last year, wasn't it? Or the year before? Yeah. That's an insane amount of shampoo bottles. It is. But the amount of product that we all buy and go through. And I'm looking for a way to become slightly more sustainable in my bathroom. That's a big, that's a big point for me. I think that's also one of the most difficult places to be because I know a lot of products that aren't, that can't be recycled yeah I think that they can and I'm actually we were discussing this before but I'm going to be doing a little challenge I've set myself my own challenge mm-hmm. where I will be going through my skincare and my beauty and be looking for it's kind of like a clean beauty challenge to see which of my products are cleaner and which aren't so my aim is to use up everything because I don't I don't believe in throwing it away if it's not open I can give it to somebody else who doesn't mind and I'll quite happily donate it to someone else but if it's open my thing is let me use everything up and then if I need to replace it I'll replace it with cleaner beauty products or completely clean beauty products I will be filming that soon and that content will be coming out I'll say soonish soonish so keep your eyes peeled next week or so no yeah (laughs) just put a deadline on you in the next week I like that Charlotte said that so Charlotte said it with intent. You can't see her face, but she was looking at me like, in the next week. You yeah. will be doing it. And it I'm going to do the same, but with hair care. Yeah. I am more of a hair care person. Um, so we shall see on that side. I think, though, most of the brands that I have in my cupboard are, like, really well made in terms of being recyclable. But we mm. should be. Okay, Good. Uh, I think who did we speak to before that? Was it Chopin? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I can't work out which has been my favorite episode whether it was Chopin or whether it was the Rotaro episode. Oh, do you know what? I was gonna say Chopin was my favorite, but now I don't know. Georgie, that we had a really good time with her as well. Yeah, you know what was different about those as well was that we went to their spaces. Yeah, so with Chopin, we went to her flat and with. Rotaro, we went to Georgie's their townhouse. Okay. Yeah, it was townhouse, sorry. Yeah. So we were in their physical space and like with like their energy. So I think yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. I think it was different because it wasn't so clinical as recording at like the how we normally do, or like sitting there just the two of us or with somebody else in an open space. Being in their environments made it so much more organic and I think we got to see the true side of them yeah as, as the person that they are separate to their business or what they do yeah and see how especially like Chopin her flat is incredible first of all oh God, it's so cool I loved it let's all just take a minute to say Chopin's place is beautiful and um like all the greenery and stuff and she she lives and breathes what she talks about so she really does practice what she preaches which is nice yeah. But yeah, that's good. I enjoyed that chat though, because I think we went for a slightly different angle. We went slightly more political with that. And was t- we were talking about larger businesses and like where they're at fault and things like that. But it wasn't in a negative way. It was just more so 
well, we know, you know that you're doing this. You need to, yeah. we do to change that or what can government do to change that? And it was really interesting. Yeah, it was facts. I like that. Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice episode. And then talking to Georgie, who I just absolutely adore. I think she's possibly one of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. And it, it was so nice being in their space, first of all, because we were surrounded by all the beautiful clothes. Oh my God. And it, yeah, it's just, it's just such a great idea. And to be able to rent directly from them rather than peer to peer, which I also love. I love the peer to peer side of um, fashion rental and I do it myself, but renting from the business ensures a different level of quality, I think. And she chooses, or they have a team that choose everything, don't they? And what's yeah. our favorite part of it was discussing the, um, the wet washer. Oh my God. Yeah. We want a wet washer. Well, funny that you say that because LG have brought out their at-home dry cleaning system, haven't they, in the UK, finally. I saw this mm. called the LG Styler, I think. Oh, yeah, it's I've seen gigantic. it. It looks like an old school, like um, a larder or like a pantry cupboard type thing. Monique has one, doesn't she? Don't yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was... Actually, no, I do know. I was like, is anybody know her? I do, I do know her, but... <laughs> But um, they they finally brought it out in the UK. I saw that advertised like about a year and a half ago on another influencer that I know. Um, Imagine it being so expensive though. Uh, it's like nineteen hundred pounds. Oh my god! But it's, I mean, it's supposed to help reduce or it prolong the life of your clothing and reduce the need for dry cleaning, which I think is great. And if for somebody like me who I have a lot of stuff that is specialist care when it comes to my clothes, yeah. So, it might be worth the investment. I mean, LG, you, I mean, quite happy. <laughs> if you need to, like, I'm, you've got a willing candidate here who will happily test one and take one off your hands. Um, That's not you investing, my friend. <laughs> I'm investing in the work, but I don't mind. Um, but yeah, I think it would be great if we had, I think dry cleaning is a huge, huge area where sustainability or ethical practices need to be practiced or need to be put into practice more across the board across all the different businesses that are dry cleaners yeah do you know what's funny though um the sustainable clothing and high-end clothing that is sustainable because you're keeping it for longer um they all tend to be dry clean only so yeah. whenever you purchase a piece that you'll keep forever, a forever piece, um, you're more than likely having to dry clean it. So, mm. yeah, that's quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, but that's why when Georgie was talking about the wet wash and she was saying you can pretty much wet wash anything. Love that. It's a special, it would be lovely if there was an at-home system. I know I'm saying that like people don't have washing machines, but... <laughs> It's it's not like it's East Enders where everyone goes down the laundrette. Um, nobody in the house owns a washing machine. No, it's funny though. You could get one and then you could like rent it out. So you could be like, oh, don't worry guys, I'll do your washing. And you can make your money back. I make my money back for buying my wet washer. But I think, yeah, it's a specific kind of system, isn't it? And they have that, um, they had that detergent, she said, that was completely natural to the point that you could drink it if you wanted to. Not yeah, that. I love that. I won't Which be is, yeah, of course. But it's just so nice to know that they're taking their ethical values and they're taking their values to every part of their business. 
Yeah. Love it. And I think the only other one, the only other episode that we've had since our last check-in was when we spoke to Sarah at Shopstar. That was so nice. To be fair, we both know the Shopstar team really well. So it's quite nice talking to people that we know. Yeah, because it was a nice chat and we got to know about things from the other side of it, not just the brands themselves more as a wider company and what yeah. yeah we always say shop star but we should be more specific sarah's part of the shop, shop star collective team um yeah so yeah that's the influencer side whereas shop star is the online yeah. side. yeah but that was a good chat and it was nice to see how they i guess how she operates and how she tries to instill better values across the businesses that she works with and the influencers and they're not always necessarily as much as it's an affiliate network you you can still control it you can you can still ask a brand about their their sustainability pledge or what I guess what their their mindset is going forward and the kind of people that they want to work with and be aligned with yeah and it's about having that conversation isn't it really and just putting it in people's minds I think being an influencer right now is quite an, it's quite an interesting time just to be one because, you know, a lot of strategies will be changing and online is definitely really um, about to boom if it hasn't started already. Um, so there's a lot of brands that will be reaching out and I've already seen it. Um, they've been reaching out to influencers, asking for posts and, you know, to get to get sales at the moment. So it's a really interesting time to see ethics behind influencer marketing um, mm. in terms of A, the brands, what they think is the right thing to do during this time. And I'm not saying influencer campaigns aren't the right thing to do. Um, I'm still doing them. So, but it's just the approach I think is, is different. And also who will be pushing what <laughs> so are we going to see influencers changing the kind of brands that they work with because they need to get money and you know if this is your income there's only so much you can do but um yeah so it'll just be really interesting to see how sustainability <laughs> comes in with uh, yeah. influencer marketing during this weird and wonderful time not so much wonderful yeah. uh, I'm, I'm trying my best to find good in either yeah of situations <laughs> yeah just trying to stay as positive as possible mm. but yeah I mean that's probably a good place for us to leave it today I know it's not our usual kind of episode but like we said we wanted to still put something out so that you guys have something to listen to something to break away from the mundane normality of now working from home or binging on Netflix mm-hmm. um, but yeah um I think we will try and get another episode out next week. If there is a break, please bear with us. Um, it's very difficult to try and coordinate with people at the moment. So we just ask you to just have a little bit of patience with us. But we are still here. We're happy for you to connect with us on social media. You can hit us up on our personal um, Instagram pages or on the Sustainably Influenced one, which is at Sustainably Influenced. That was a lovely exit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did a good conclusion there. And I'll yeah, just... <laughs> professional. Congratulations. Try um, my best. Try my best. Okay, cool. So that's it. Thanks. Yeah, perfect. Peace uh, out, guys. <laughs> <laughs>